Before history is written, it's played. Before it's frozen in time, it's fought one shift at a time. Before it's etched in silver, it's carved in ice. What happens next will last forever. The Stanley Cup Final on ABC and ESPN Plus begins Saturday. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. What's going on, Bulls Nation? Welcome in to CHGO Bulls. Post game presented to you by DraftKings Sportsbook, America's top-rated sportsbook. Download that app and use promo code CHGO when you sign up. Not the winner's lounge that we were hoping for to kick off our Thanksgiving weekend. Nope. It was heartbreaking overtime. I'm Peck. You can follow me on Twitter at Bulls underscore Peck. My guys, Big Dave at BOW, BWL Sports. Bow. Will the GOAT, Will underscore Gottlieb. Our producer, Steven Rock, with us as well. Late night. Here at CSGO Studios, Bulls fall to the Thunder. Boo. In OT, 123-119, the final. Bulls fall to 8-11 and 11 on the season. 1-1 mm-hmm. one so far on this big old road trip. Mm. Throw us your comments, your questions, anything on your mind, Bulls Nation. It's group therapy time. <laughs> uh, gentlemen, I'm not going to lie. I am I am displeased. Yeah. Yeah. Um, after you saw this team prove they can play the way that they played against Boston and against Milwaukee, not just two of the best teams in the East, but arguably two of the best teams in the entire NBA, and you're not playing on a back-to-back or anything like that, you had a day of rest, get to OKC, maybe had yourself a nice Thanksgiving dinner, mm-hmm. and they, you know, Stacy said it, and people say it all the time, when you're playing down to competition – Letting people hang around, they let them hang around, mm-hmm. and it and, and it and it bit them. Like the Bulls are a better team. Yeah, that Thunder team we talked about at pregame. They're young, they're athletic, they're feisty. Mm. They play hard. Yeah, the level of need to win energy that the Bulls played with against Boston and against Milwaukee was not there tonight, and that's why I'm upset because maybe they steal that win if a few possessions go their way in overtime. Mm-hmm. Or before overtime, but you shouldn't have even been there. Bulls were up double digits early, and it should have stayed that way the whole game. But they just they took their foot off the gas. They dicked around. I don't know how many times I saw the Bulls cough up unforced turnovers with just travels, mindless travels. I'll tell you. Five times. Five times? I counted it. Thank you, Will the Goat Gottlieb. Five times. Five of their 15 turnovers at One least third. were unforced. And once again tonight... Getting beat on hustle plays, getting beat on the glass. How many putback buckets do we see the Thunder get in Too that many. second half? I'm sick of this shit. We know that they can play better than this. It just it feels like they lost a lot of the goodwill that they built up from those last two wins. When you are eight and eleven, you I mean it's just it's a game you have to win. You look at the road trip that they're on, it was Celtics at home, obviously, but then Bucks, you've got Phoenix, you've got Utah, you've got Golden State, you've got Sacramento who's playing, uh, you know, maybe the hottest basketball in the entire league right now. Like, mm-hmm. where are these wins going to come from? It has to be this Thunder, this Thunder team. Now, they're much better, obviously, than they have been the last few years. Mm-hmm. We saw tonight, like, Shea is playing out of his mind, MVP caliber player right now. But these are the games that you have to start winning if you want to be in the playoffs. Mm-hmm. Right now, the Bulls are the 11th seed. They would not be in the play-in tournament if the playoffs started today and it's not just like show up for the good games, show up for the good teams and see if you can tread water against bad teams. Like last year, what made them, what kept them afloat was that they took care of business against the bad teams. And this year they just haven't been able to do it for whatever reason. I don't know if it's a mentality thing. I don't know if it's an effort thing, but they just, they cannot afford to keep losing these games um, because now you look at the rest of this road trip. And like I said, where do you get these wins? You can't, you can't, you know, they're one and one on the road trip. I think at this point we probably would have been okay with that outcome. Mm-hmm. But 
you did the hard thing. You beat the Bucks, and now you got to build on that. And so coming out of this game, I think it is a huge disappointment. And, uh, yeah, these next, these next four or five games are not getting any easier. Yeah, um, we talked about it in the pregame just about the Thunder and how good of a team we thought they were. You know, their record didn't really dictate, you know, what we thought of them as far as their skill level. You touched on SGA and all of that. And that's why I said anytime we played OKC, it was always a dogfight and it was always a struggle. I remember the last year game when they went into overtime and lost uh, against them. I remember the Zach Levine and Denzel Valentine running against him in OKC and getting that loss, which was also in overtime. Um, the Bulls are like that against OKC. That's just kind of how it's been against them. Um, this game, I, I do think, Matt, they came out with that energy uh, to start early on. They did. They, they did. They were on fire. And Starting they had here, it was that, up double digits. Yeah, they had that energy, and they were trying to, you know, put it on them early. But when the bench came in, credit to OKC, they got their thing together quickly. Um, and they handled their business and ended up going out of that first quarter with the lead. And I remember Will saying, if this ends in a tie, that's not ideal. And it didn't. It ended up with them having a two-point lead, which is definitely not ideal. Um, okay, so, I mean, it's funny because I want to be mad at the Bulls, but I'm, I shouldn't say mad is the wrong, a strong word for me. I'm not mad at them. I wish they won, of course. But I'm just looking at OKC, man, and, and the things I saw them do. Now, the Bulls did do some – Little things which help them lose this game. You mentioned five travels. That's just absolutely ridiculous. Another game where they don't shoot, where that three-point shooting wasn't uh, ideal. I believe that they shot 36%. Um, they were on pace to shoot that 40%. When I was, and that's mm -hmm. when I was like, oh, man, we're going to win this game. Because, again, they're undefeated when that happens. And then when that started falling Nobody off, could hit a three in the nobody, fourth quarter or overtime. Nobody could hit oh anything in that fourth quarter or that overtime. Uh, if it wasn't for DeMar DeRozan, uh, they wouldn't even been in that situation, honestly. But even DeMar, it felt like, and the three-point shooting, I think, is a huge part of it, and we can talk more about that. Even DeMar, you know, he, he's been making like 18 are, out of 20 mid-range jumpers every right. game, mm -hmm. and it just they weren't going down. That's, that's just kind of how it is sometimes. Yeah. Also missed I mean, two free throws as well. DeMar, DeMar going 12 of 27 sounds like, okay, yeah, I mean, 12 of 27 ain't bad. But for DeMar, it DeMar. sounds wildly inefficient. Yeah. Uh, and the fact that he missed a couple of those crucial ones late in this game. Also, credit where credit's due, DeMar was the only Bull to score in overtime. Yeah, he was. Nine Bulls points in overtime, all DeMar, all DeRozan. DeMar DeRozan. That is a problem. But you talk about the, the three-pointers not falling as this game uh, progressed. Uh, and I see people talking about it in the comments. Vooch in particular. Yeah. Vooch was scoring inside when he wanted to he and when his teammates were getting him the ball inside tonight was one of those bad Vooch nights from behind the arc one of seven and he had a couple good open looks including in the corners yeah late in this game late fourth quarter he may have had one in ot as well mm. no, they all rimmed out yeah and i yeah. see people in the comments saying like man you know like why did the bulls stop going to Vooch? because Vooch inside the three-point arc tonight five of seven mm -hmm. i think Feed that man like, this, this Thunder team doesn't really have anybody with the muscle and the size to guard Vooch inside. Yeah, they struggled getting him the ball inside early on. Uh, but that's one of the reasons why I've said I'm not that mad and pissed about it because those Vooch threes, man, like you said, those were in and out, except for that one brick he shot from the elbow, which was out of control ridiculous. But they were, like, in and out, man. And I'm like, that's just bad luck on that one. It's just your not, not your night shooting. And, Will, even you were saying that. When certain Demar shots weren't going down, you were just like, "Oh man, just just not as night. It's not that, that they were bad shots; they they just weren't hitting them." And and that happens. Like you, over the course of eighty two games, you're gonna have games where you don't shoot fifty five percent, and that's okay. But that's why it's so important to take care of business on these teams because mm -hmm. you have to give yourself the breathing room right. to be able to come back from that. And right now, it just doesn't seem like they they have that space because they've mm -hmm. they've dug themselves this hole where their record is now. You know, eight and eleven. Yes, eight and <sighs> eleven. The Bulls, and you're right. And it's a game that they should win. It's a game that they should have against OKC. I wasn't super duper confident because it was like again, like I said, the history of OKC and the Bulls. It's, it hasn't been easy. You know, when we go there, when they come here, the Bulls usually whoop their ass. When they come here to uh, Chicago to play them, the Bulls usually give it to them. But it's something about going down there 
that they just kind of struggle with. And it's been over the years. It hasn't just been like this year or nothing. It's been over the years. It's been like that with uh, OKC and the Bulls. And, again, credit Shea Gilgis-Alexander, man. That dude is special, all right? That is a special basketball player right there. That dude can score any way he wants to. If you watch his highlights, nothing is the same. None of his buckets are the same. All of them are different. Even the way he won the game wasn't the same. You know what I mean? Like, just hit him with the DeMar pump fake. Man. Well, hit him with the push-off, and then oh. hit him with the DeMar pump fake, and yeah. then the three free throws, and that, that sealed it, and R- then hit two more to just ice it. R.I.P. DeMar. Yeah. I mean, man. <laughs> yeah. He had to feel bad after that, that's man. That's a tough way to go. That, yeah, man, that's seriously. That's tough. That's tough. Taste it's, of his own medicine. Taste of his – right, right. Dying by your own sword, man. That's tough, but – I mean, he's he's like you say, he's a bad man, bro. I mean, we tough. talked a pregame about how good Shea has been this season at getting to the free throw line, yeah, and how deadly accurate he is at the free throw line. Oof. The five final points for the Thunder to ice that game, Shea free throws. Fourteen of fifteen from yep. the free throw line, he was. <sighs> Damn, fourteen of fifteen. That, that is even more efficient than his ninety-one and a half percent on the season. He had more tips than Demar and Zach combined. Uh. <laughs> and that that's actually a great point you look at the total free throw disparity here it's 32 for the thunder 23 for the bulls mm. this mm. is this is a team like we, we've kind of mentioned does not have a, a real rim protector Correct. they got they got poku down there yeah like they needed to be going to the basket a lot more than they did whether Agreed. it was for the vooch post-ups or for you know zach or damar just getting all the way downhill mm-hmm. um on a night where you know, the three-point shot was fine, 12 of 23. Mm. When you look at that in comparison to these last two games, the Celtics and the Bucks, where they were just on absolute fire, yeah. like you can't always rely on shooting 48% on threes. That's just not going to happen. It's not going to be ideal. And so you need to be able to, to bank on uh, or default to another area of offense. And typically that has been for the Bulls. DeMar shooting an incredibly efficient number from the mid-range mm-hmm. and the team's ability to get to the free throw line. Neither of those were quite there tonight. And I, and I wanted, and when it's like that, I look at like guys like Kobe and Pat. And again, I'm not, I'm not getting on them. I'm just saying these are the guys I look at because I talked about how Kobe is the only other like real creator uh, of a guy who has that ability, especially off the bench, to actually get to the paint and do something. He didn't, he didn't have a free throw attempt. I look at uh, Patrick Williams, who plays solid tonight. Honestly, I thought Platt played well. Especially People in the, the comments are saying, end. why wasn't there more Pat tonight? Yeah, especially on the defensive end. He, he played well. I he, thought so. He played 32 minutes. He did. Like, he, he, he played hasn't really seen that, like, Pat. Pat creeping up closer to the 40-minute right. end of the high 30s. That's not really a thing Billy's done yet. Yeah, he's, he's got to get there gradually, man. Like, it's, it's still on that trajectory. But he, even him, like I was looking at, because I wanted him to go to the paint. Now, he, to his credit, he did go mm-hmm. a couple times, and mm-hmm. a couple of them just didn't get called. When he went in there. You know but what did again, get called, though? He had no free throw attempts. You know what did get called? Pat for those screens. Oh, my God, man. I told, Matt, I told you this game I know. Ago. I know. I told That's you this, I just man. brought it up. I told you this. I saw it and coming. That, that was a crucial late game possession when yes. Pat got called for that, that illegal screen. See, Will, Will Wild, I, t- I, was, I, don't remember, I don't think you were here. When I was telling him, you could, you could see the writing on the wall that the referees were kind of like had him on their wall. You know, in the pregame, like, watch this dude. He's on the scouting report. You know, he's for on the, refs. the scouting report for the refs. Yes. Watch this dude. And it's not like he's setting, you know, the bad picks or the worst or whatever, but he's just on their list. And I and you could see it coming early in the season. I told Matt, I said, I don't like this at all, man, because it's now they're looking for him. So when he goes to set those screens, he is going to get those calls. And you saw that immediately. Lou Dort knew it. Oh my God, Lou Dort was was getting his acting on tonight. He was doing his thing. The the flagrant they checked was Lou Dort. <laughs> that was Lou Dort doing it. When he went down against Pat, that was Lou Dort. He was doing it that way. But I hate that Pat is on the radar now for these referees, man, because that just messes with his game. Cause like you said, he he, he, he seems like it. he wants to be that screen setter. Like he has to set those screens uh for this team. And actually Stacy made a really good point on the broadcast with that, which is one, DeMar needs to wait until the screen is set yeah. before he takes off. Otherwise, that, that's just going to get called. But two is, Stacey mentioned that if DeMar starts to go, Pat's got to slip, slip out of it. that. Yes, correct. Mm-hmm. I think that's, mm-hmm. a, that's kind of the next step for Pat as a screener, correct. which is understanding how to read those situations as a screener. If DeMar is going to take off, then he needs to be ready to slip out. And right now, he loves doing that thing 
where he sets a hard screen, he seals the guy on his back, and then he kind of like takes him into the paint right. where he makes himself available for a dump off pass. But when that's not there and he's doing it anyway, it's kind of like when Zach gets tunnel vision and he's got this prescribed move that he's going to. And if it's not available, he's just going to force it and it's not going to look good. Mm. Pat needs to be able to read that in the game while it's happening live. And it's a really hard thing to, it's a really hard pattern to recognize, but he's got to get to that point. And that's kind of the next level for him as a screener. I think that's, somebody said more Pat, like that's how you get more Pat. You incorporate him into the offense, like. And that last play, DeMar called for him because he wanted he his man to come switch. He did. And that's the other thing that I think the Thunder did really well was avoid switching. Mm. We talk so much about these teams being really good switchable defenses. Mm-hmm. Lou Dort was fantastic at staying attached to DeMar on screens. He was. he was. And the Bulls did not take advantage of that when they had when they were in that intermediary period where mm-hmm. Dort was still kind of deciding if he wanted to go full switch or get back. Mm-hmm. Um, DeMar likes to be really methodical and slow, mm-hmm. um, not to necessarily his detriment, but today – you know, he had opportunities to, to dump off the ball. And it's hard when, when you're scoring all nine of your points in overtime. But yeah. I think th- those were areas where they could have done a little bit more damage. And even to, to, to your point right there, the last one of the last plays of that game, when he ran that play again with Vooch, they did it exactly how Stacey was talking about. Because he came out to set it, and he, wasn't, he, did, he went early, and Vooch just slipped it. But they still were able to get the switch, you know what I'm saying, when he slipped that right there. And that's because Vuce is a vet. You know what I mean? He knows DeMar. He knows what to do. And so Pats is going to come with repetition and timing and things like that. And that actually makes it, I think, in a lot of ways easier to get the switch because Mm -hmm. if you're not spending any time there, the initial defender has time to get back. Yeah. Whereas if you slip out, then you've got to make the call and then DeMar can get downhill. Right. um, Or you're open for three. So I think that's just something that he's going to need to get more and more reps at. Yeah. Clearly he has been working very much on – setting hard screens, which you need to be able to do. Sure. But as I said, like the next step off of that is slipping out. I also want to talk about the game that we saw from Zach tonight because the three of us were talking about it a lot as we were watching tonight's game. Yeah. What exactly we're seeing from Zach offensively. Some good, some bad, yet again tonight. We'll talk about that and plenty more coming up next, including some of y'all's comments. Keep them coming. Hit that thumbs up button while we share with you some words from our friends and sponsors, which include... One of my favorites, it's our friends at Green Ridge Farm, y'all. This mm. time of year, holiday, Thanksgiving, Christmas, you need good meats. You need good meats in the kitchen. Good meats. Green Ridge Farm has you covered. The Chicago local meat and cheese company offers you a better all-natural option. Makers of all-natural deli meat, sausages, and their famous meat sticks. Perfect for tailgating, happy hour, school lunches, and with 16 grams of protein packed into every stick, they 16? make a perfect post-workout snack. Wow. I'm going to go home and get a tight workout in after this. What? Then have a meat stick. <laughs> you believe that, Steven? You believe that? Not for a second. <laughs> <laughs> no, he's the one who works out. Oh, yeah. <laughs> uh, they come in chicken and black forest beef, as well as different flavor varietals like jalapeno, cheddar, and spicy chili. If you haven't tried these meat sticks, y'all, you're missing out. Delicious because they're made from recipes generations in the making and being all natural, they deliver a fresh and flavorful alternative at snack time. You can always find these Green Ridge Farm products in the refrigerated section at Costco and Sam's Club, plus all of your local Chicagoland grocery stores. Mm. And right now, if you go to their website, greenridgefarm.com, go there. order any three meat products Come on. and include a pack of meat sticks in that shopping cart online, Talk sexy. those meat sticks will be free. Ooh. Zero dollars Zero, zero dollars. Mm. Free meat Don't sticks. even need a Black Friday for that. Uh-uh. Mm-mm. With promo code CHGO, of course. Mm. Promo code CHGO at GreenRidgeFarm.com. Free meat sticks. Free. Check them out. Get them. Get your some. I'm about to test them. about to test them real quick. Steven. Yeah? What time is it? Game time. Woo. Stevie knows what's up. That's what I'm saying, man. I love that stuff right there, man. Game time is the hottest new ticket in sight. That makes it easier than ever to score the best deals on tickets to sports, concerts, and shows. Have you ever dreamed of sending that seat to Johnson? Never could. That 50 yard line, of course, I have a high home plate floor seat to the concert. Huh? I have. I hope you have too. Well, now it's possible with the Game Time app. The biggest last minute price drops can be found on the seats you thought you could never, ever afford. You won't find a better deal this season, y'all, to see the Chicago Bulls. You won't do it. Mm-mm. And just like those beautiful people here at CHGO, Game Time is created by the fans 
and for the fans. And it guarantees you the lowest price possible. So if you love CHGO, and we know that you do, then you'll love game time. The best way to support us is by buying your tickets through the link in the description and do that after or before you hit that thumbs up right there and you give us one of those to let you know that we love them. Hey. That perfect thumb right there, ladies and gentlemen. That's the one. That one right there. Thumbs all over the place. Thumb, thumb, hit thumb, it, thumb, y'all. Thumb, 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 thumb. Join the over 15 million people who have downloaded the Game Time app and scored the best seats to all your favorite events. Because Millennium, what time is it? Game Time? Mm, I like that. He's went up and then brought you down. I dig that. <laughs> I'm picking up or what you're putting down. Uh, all right, gentlemen, I was I was thinking somewhere in that early fourth quarter that we were finally going to get our Zach Levine fourth quarter that we've been looking for. Mm-hmm. Um, he hit a couple, you know. He had going to the bucket, then he had a couple of big threes as the Bulls were making that fourth quarter comeback that they needed to make to put themselves in position to win this game. And then there were more of those just head-scratching Zach possessions mm-hmm. where he kind of stops, stops the flow of the offense, the ball stops in his hands, then he goes iso, ends up taking a questionable shot, to put it kindly. And then the other element that we discussed and you pointed out, Will, is the way in which he's attacking the basket recently and how it's not maybe the most efficient way that Zach could be trying to A, draw contact, and B, finish at the rim. What, I mean, what do we make of this? Because... Again, he was on his way to having a nice game. He finished with 27, mm-hmm. but it wasn't an efficient 27. 9 of 23, 4 of 11 from downtown. It, it's, it's still just some good, some bad from Zach, and some of the reminds us of three seasons ago, Zach, when it comes to ball-stopping, iso, hero ball, bad decisions on offense. Mm. Yeah, I'm writing about it more in depth in my game recap, but Flex. it really... <laughs> It really stood out to me on a couple. There was like one series where Zach had, um, he had gotten the ball in the wing and, you know, it came back to him in the flow of the offense and he had an opportunity to just drive to the basket. And instead he pulled it out, tried to like get into his bag a little bit and then pulled up for a fadeaway jumper, mm-hmm. missed it. Next possession, he was floating to the top of the key. The ball was moving around. It found him and he just drove to the basket and hit a layup. And it yeah. was like, it really stood out to me that, there are plays where Zach just makes the game a lot harder for himself than he needs to. Yeah. When he catches the ball in the flow of the offense and dribble pass you right away, he is one of the most effective, lethal players in the NBA. You cannot convince me otherwise. His ability to shoot, his ability to get to the rim, when he's made up his mind and is going there, he's so damn good. Like yeah. it's just it's so tough to stop. Yeah. But it's kind of this trap where he's so talented that he thinks he has a little bit more um, ability to, like, create something out of nothing. Yeah. And so when he falls back into that, it stagnates the game. It's, like, it's almost like when the Bulls are trying too hard to, to get Vooch the ball in the post. Mm-hmm. And everything else stops, and the defense can just load up on you because they know what you're going to do. You're going to try to lob it in there, mm-hmm. and that's how you get a turnover. It's the same thing with Zach where he just he backs out, and then he thinks, like, I've got runway. It's my time to shine. I'm, like, going to get in this thing where I get tunnel vision – and I think oftentimes it just goes poorly. Mm. So, I mean, I bet you if you wanted, you could go back and watch every single Zach possession in this game. Mm-hmm. And on every single miss, he did too much. Mm-hmm. And on every single make, he caught it clean in the flow of the offense, made a nice play, easy read, bucket. He yeah. had at least two misses in the second half, as I can immediately recall, that were pump faking when he didn't need to pump fake. Yeah. And then taking a more difficult shot and missing it. Yeah. The one that drove you crazy was that long three that he took Ugh. when he pump faked it and then shot it and hit He's nothing. open, you're pump faking. You were open, like, like just pull that one. And, right he, I, you know, I watch him at practice every day. He's working on that shot. It's not like mm-hmm. he's just, like, going out there and doing whatever he wants to do, but, like, that's a hard shot. There's right. zero momentum. Like do, when you, do you think up, DeMar and DeMar's rival and DeMar's mastery of doing that in the mid-range to draw fouls has, like, become a – brain worm for Zach to make him want to pump more it could be I mean I think he just he wants to he wants to do the right thing I really genuinely genuinely believe that but sometimes it's just it's like the the simplest thing is the best option and mm. it, it feels like maybe Occam's it's, razor maybe it's a, yeah Occam's razor right exactly it's like some I don't know if it's 
if he has, you know, if he's trouble reading those situations mm -hmm. or, you know, he's already decided what he's going to do before he does it. And then mm -hmm. he just follows through with it, even if it's not necessarily the right move in the moment. But yeah. sometimes it, it bites him. And, and I think a lot of that is it's, it's hard to say for me, it's hard to say that something he has changed. I think what's changed, obviously, is the athleticism, you know, and it felt like a lot of those things that we see him do were made up for because when he got to that paint, the athleticism made exactly. up for all of that stuff. You know what I'm saying? So now that it's not hasn't been as prevalent uh, this season or it hasn't returned as, as quickly as he pro probably has wanted it to, he has, he's trying to make up for it doing other things. That, that drag step thing where he shows the ball, pulls it down, and then tries to go back up with it, it hasn't been working, but it's the only thing he's got. Right there yeah, when he goes it, to the bank. Exactly. It just seems, it, it feels like more loud because the misses are missed layups. Yes. Missed finger roll layups. Yeah. Like, why yeah, is Zach Levine hurt, bro. not getting there and dunking? Like, yeah, that's not Zach yeah, Levine. That's not. Mm -hmm. And so when you see that, it just, it stands out so much more than it needs to. And it's, it's kind of like a just get back to the basics thing. Like, catch mm -hmm. and shoot. Catch and shoot, Come baby. off the screen and just catch the ball and rise up. Like, those, those are the, the three-pointers that he makes coming off screen mm -hmm. to the top of the key. Those are when he's at his most le most lethal. I mean, and and I just like I don't want it to get lost in this conversation about pointing out like areas of Zach's game where he can improve. Right. Like, I, I want to make it clear, Zach is so freaking good. Yeah, he is. And yeah. that's why it's it's difficult when he makes the game harder for himself than he needs to because he doesn't need to do it. He could just <laughs> easily get into those shots. Mm -hmm. uh, our guy uh, C Dub of Ballon Bulls, shout out to him saying. Uh, that he agrees with you, Will, in your analysis of what's I'm going in. on with Zach, mm -hmm. saying I've been yelling about that for years. Zach mm -hmm. makes the game too hard for himself, and it's frustrating to watch. Yeah. I mean, it, it really is. Um, the other thing, that, and I saw our guy Mark K mentioning this in the comments uh, earlier, that I wanted to talk about tonight is this bench. Guys, where did the bench go? Yeah. Yikes. Yeah. It's Usually you're seeing the bench bring the Bulls back from a deficit yeah. or build them a lead. Tonight, Yuck. the Bulls had Derek Jones Jr. and Caruso each as a plus one, Yuck. respectively. Nobody else off the bench had a plus minus in the net positive. Yucker. That's disgusting. And the game completely changed in the first quarter when the bench came in. Oh, my God. That's when the game flipped. The Bulls were up 19 to 7. <laughs> yeah, they were running them. 19 you know to saying? 7. They were running them cats. And then the bench came in. There it is. That's one. That's one. That is one. Congratulations, sir. See, this is why you set it up over here, Steven, right there. That's why you set it up. And that's your first hat throw of the it night. Didn't mean to almost hit you with my mic show. Oh, no, I wasn't, I wasn't worried. <laughs> <laughs> you were good. Trust me. I'm, pow. <laughs> quick defenses, man. Pow. Pow, pow. I'm quick with it. So, but yeah, man, like as soon as they came in, everything kind of changed. And when they said we talked about Dragic playing tonight, that's why I was kind of wondering, you know, how he would look. And Javante the same way. I was kind of wondering how those guys would look because we both saw, <laughs> you know what I'm saying, like how hard those injuries hit them. You know what I'm saying? Those were tough, tough plays on both ends. Like when he got hit in that shoulder, I immediately told Matt, I was like, oh, that's a stinger. Immediately. Oh, that's a stinger. And when Javante went down, I was like, oh, Lord, that, whatever it is, it hurts. <laughs> I know what that, that is. So I was interested to see how they would play tonight. And they played like guys who were coming in hurt. That's how they looked. And so you rely on guys like Kobe and Drummond is who you rely on in that situation. Uh, Drummond had a brutal Drummond game. had a brutal – that was his first, like, brutal game, honestly, that he's had with the Bulls this season. Brutal game that he had. And he, again, had opportunity to dominate um, down there because, again, nobody's his size. Nobody's got anything for him. Anytime he would get the ball, it was like he, – he was like, what do I do with this thing? Another, <laughs> another example of – somebody who makes the game too difficult for himself when he gets the ball and there's a bunch of six, four guys trying to box him out. Right. He's got mm -hmm. the ball over his head. Right. Just, just turn at the rim and jump and dunk. Right. You're right there. Yeah. yeah. Now, he he missed a couple of easy put back chances. Yeah. Tonight. He decides to make a play out of it. You know mm -hmm. what I mean? Yeah. And, and un un unnecessarily. So, right. Um, doesn't need to be a spin move with it. Just right. Exactly. I'll get out my brain. I, I mean, <laughs> I mean, while we're on the subject real quick, Go ahead, please. I'm sorry. I, I saw the, you know, the, the fire Billy village people with their torches and pitchforks are hanging out in the comments tonight. Are they back tonight? The, the hey. hashtag Billy doesn't make adjustments folks. Oh, as we're talking, as, as we are talking about Drummond having an awful game, his worst game of the season. Sure. What happened? 
Did Billy put in Derrick Jones Jr. and then did Derrick Jones Jr. help the Bulls make that comeback in the fourth quarter? That's an adjustment. Yeah. No, Billy doesn't make adjustments though. That's an adjustment right there. Continue what, as you I wonder work. like when people say that, what they're what kind of adjustment they're looking for. Like what specifically would be an adjustment that would satisfy this? I think an adjustment that would lead to a win. Right. <laughs> I think that's but how like, they, they're looking bottom line but, to get wins. But when they do win, it's never, oh, look at that adjustment that Correct. led to the win. Correct. It's, That's my point. The Bulls won. They, they're bottom lining it because yeah. when you lost, like you said, everything is more glaring when it's like that for anything. And I've seen games they won where I was like, I didn't like that shit. Yeah. I, I, don't, I don't like what Billy did right there. I hated it. And that's okay. But, like, I, for me, we see all these different lineups. We see all these different decisions, different, um, like, X's and O's and, like, after timeout plays and things like that. Yeah. And so it's just confusing to me, like, what – like, is the adjustment just, like, win? Yes, it feels like it. Because yes. that's, that's kind of what it feels like. Because, yeah, but, but you mentioned the Derrick Jones, and that's exactly where I was going right there, again, in the brain, was, was Derrick Jones Jr. And bringing him in after seeing, yo, Kobe is going to be the one, Drummond is going to be the one, let me try him, immediately comes and, in and, and gets an one. And not bringing in Derrick Jones, because I think that's a great point, but yeah. bringing him at the five. Yes, yeah, Going correct. small with Zach and Damar sharing the front court with him. I know you love that, sir. You know I love that. <laughs> I know you, you know enjoyed that. And immediately, it, it because impact Drummond immediately. Wasn't well. Yeah, but impact immediately. Though. Yeah, like soon as he walked in and won. Soon as he got there, exactly. And just diving to the bucket. You know what you're used to seeing Drummond do. He wasn't for some reason wasn't doing it. It's it's kind of like um, he was like feeling the pain of Drakic. You know what I'm saying? Like, ow, oh, he's hurt. I'm hurt. Uh, he can't move. I can't move. Kind of mm-hmm. thing. Because I'm like, yeah, just dive to the bucket and do your thing. But he wasn't doing that tonight. But Derrick Jones Jr. was. Uh, you and you, he was leaving. He was gonna leave him in longer, honestly, until that three point shot. Yeah. When that three point shot, it was like, oh, okay, all right. Now but we, now we got to. He's got to take because he's wide open. Correct. He has to, but he's not a three point shooter, and that's the only reason. You know what I'm saying? He he came up out of there with that one, but outside of that, Derrick Jones Jr. I thought played solid, uh, used his athleticism to help the Bulls tonight, and just wasn't enough. Here's another adjustment. Kobe played 18 minutes, many of which. With the starters at the end of the third quarter, mm-hmm. and I believe at the second quarter too, like Kobe's been out of the rotation, he's been injured, he's been missing games. But the Bulls need three-point shooting, they need spacing, and they need to give uh, shooting outlets to Demar, especially when he's not having a good scoring night. Yes. Scoring night. So what's the what are the options there? You bring in Dragic. He's one for five, over one on threes. He started the season like 45%. There's going to be regression there. Mm-hmm. Well, Drummond is obviously not a shooter. You can't bring him in. Right. Uh, Javante is not playing well. He didn't even take a, a field goal. So, like, what do you do? You, you play Kobe a little bit longer. Like, these are, these are adjustments. I'm not sure, like, what else so people to, want to, to see. To highlight somebody in the comments as far as adjustments that they didn't see tonight and wanted, Odiza saying, hashtag Billy gotta go. Vooch being used in the paint is the correct answer. Ask Stacy Kendall. And will Purdue. But that's it what said basically would... every. So, okay. we have already been discussing in postgame how we wanted. To see more Vooch scoring inside because he was effective scoring inside. Yeah. There is some of that. There's also the reality of, is it really Billy's say-so to be like, all right, you know what? We're going to pound the ball to Vooch over and over and over again. And by the way, one of the most effective ISO scorers in the NBA right now, DeMar DeRozan, your touches are coming down. Mm-hmm. How does that conversation go in the locker room? I'm just curious. I, don't think, I think that doesn't matter to DeMar. Honestly, DeMar just likes to win. Um, of course, you want your touches. You want your shots and all that stuff, of course, obviously. But he said that many times before. Like, dude, I don't care. Like, did we win? Yeah, great. Whatever's going to get us the win right here. Um, Billy was doing that early, early on. They were doing that. They were running that ball inside the Vooch, and he was making passes out, especially to Patrick Williams, you know, for those three-pointers. He was making those beautiful passes out there uh, and scoring inside. But uh, they kind of went away from it at the end, and had to clear that lane, like you said, for DeMar DeRozan, you know, to get his shot and things like that. But Billy, man, I thought he did a solid job. Honestly, I really did. I was like, yeah. The only thing I didn't like that Billy did was the uh, challenge. That was the only thing Mm -hmm. I didn't like. And I get why he did it. I understand why he did it. I just didn't like it because I knew they they weren't going to have a timeout uh, after that, and I wanted that timeout. But, yeah, man, that was the only thing I really didn't like was that. But outside of his adjustments and how he did it tonight – I thought he was solid. I really did. I think there are opportunities to play through Vooch. I think 
some of his stat line doesn't really reflect the fact that he did play through the post. I mean, three assists, like the Bulls shot 36% on three on 12 made threes. Yeah. So, you know, maybe a couple of more of those kickout passes go in and his line looks a lot different. Yeah. Um, I, I, I just think it's really important not to get too focused on that. Like we hear Stacy talk about it every broadcast and I think that that's his opinion. That's fine. But like, when you talk to any of these guys, like I, I, I've asked Billy about it several times. I've talked to Vooch about it. Like you can't just force post play and you can play through the post, especially with Vooch being a good passer. Mm-hmm. But what makes him so good is that he can shoot and that he can space it out and you can play multiple ways. Mm-hmm. So you can't force feed post entries if they're not there. Mm-hmm. Um, the defense was obviously like adjusting to that and swarming him and cramping the paint because the bulls weren't shooting well. And so it's just, it's a balance. It's not just like we need to see Vooch down there more. It's like, what is the defense doing that's preventing the Bulls from doing that? Obviously, there are games where they do go heavy into the post. And right. so it's not like the Bulls are just like anti. Yeah, it's just, right. it depends on the situation. Depends on the situation, yes. And you can't get too married to anything. Yes. No marriage, kids. <laughs> that's from the GOAT. Um, <laughs> our, our guy, Mark K, pointing out that it really would have been useful if Vooch could have been knocking down some of those threes to space the floor yeah. tonight. Making it easier for Demar to I mean, that's the what, basket. I, I mean, just what I said. You yeah. know what I mean? It's just literally, just what we said. Right. Like, absolutely yeah. on point, Mark K for sure. Yeah. You know. But it's. It, I mean, if they make one more three and one more free throw, it's a tie game. Tie like, game. If yeah. Demar shoots, you know, forty-five percent instead of yeah. whatever he was at. Like, I mean, it's a different one game. for seven. So at a certain point, it's just like the shots got to go in. It's a make or miss league. Right. And, and you know, I see our guy C Dub who's still railing against this concept of Vooch shooting all those threes. Look, some nights you need Vooch shooting seven threes. One of the reasons you signed him or, or made that aggressive trade for him, gave up the draft capital, gave up Wendell, is because AK and Eversley saw a guy to be a starting center in the offense where he could not only be your starting center, but a floor spacer. A floor spacing center who had just you know brought his three-point shooting up to a deadly 40% kind of area. Mm-hmm. It's, it's a part of what makes Vooch an appealing offensive player. True. And, yeah, some nights seven sounds like a lot, and what you want Vooch shooting is more like three or four threes. Yeah. But, I mean, we were singing Vooch's praises for drilling huge threes in their win over the Bucks two days ago, their biggest win of the season. Yeah. They don't win that game without Vooch shooting threes. Yeah. And why is he shooting threes in that game? Because the Bucks have two giant bigs, and he can't go post up. Correct. How do the Bucks defend you? They sag off Booch and cl- collapse around Demar, and they give up the threes. So Preach. it's just it's situational. Yeah, situational. Yes, that's the word. Absolutely right. <sighs> yeah, you just need to hit a couple of them, man, and people wouldn't be trying yeah. on that. And, and look, you know, see, for the most part tonight, yeah, I would have rather seen more Vooch work being done inside than checking seven threes. But mm-hmm. you know what? If he was four of seven from downtown instead of one of seven, yeah, we're not having this conversation. He took ten threes against Milwaukee. Nobody got shit to say about that. Were you upset about that? Nobody was pissed. Were you upset about that? Ten. <laughs> like, come on, man. Thank you, Dave. All Love right. you, C-Dub. <laughs> Love you so much. Uh, all right. Another quick break and a word or two more from our sponsors, and then we will come back with a few more comments and a few more of your comments uh, to wrap up. While we're doing that, hit that thumbs up button. Everybody hanging out with us on YouTube Live. We appreciate you. Uh, Big Dave. The Rays? Mm. They shady. Oh, so shady. Oh, so damn shady. And they never understood, y'all, why these sunglasses were so damn expensive. I mean, why can't the goat just walk around looking like Maverick in the cool shades without paying I all this to, money? I need man. These, these lights are too bright oh, for me. They're too bright for me. Hey, man, you better get used to them. You a star, bro. Shady rays. Got to get around with the shady rays. And they heard your cry, goat. They heard you, okay? And they said, we're going to give you those premium polarized shades, that world-class optical clarity, that sustainable durability, and the styles catered to everyone in every lifestyle. A tag. Mm-hmm. They're going to give it to you, but they ain't going to give you a lot of money behind it. And they're going to give you that Matt Peck lost and broken replacements plan. See what he just did there? Imagine some sunglasses on that right there, ladies and gentlemen. Just imagine it's some glasses on that, y'all. Guess what? Day one broken, day one new pair. From Shady Rays, they got your back, okay? That protection plan, so you can be one of those 200,000 customers that leaves them that five-star review. You heard me, 200,000 of them customers. And one of them customers that you were telling us about over there, Steve. That's right. My friend Mark used our promo code. He got the two, which is pretty much buy one, get one free. 
And then he told me about a mystery pair. So for an extra $19, you get a mystery pair from Shady Rays. And he actually sent me the picture. The one on the right Ooh. over here is the mystery pair. It's actually Look my favorite of the three. And for 19 bucks, you cannot beat that. Gorgeous. Wait, the one on the right is the mystery pair? Correct. Ooh, I like yes. those. They kind of the got like a, like a graphite look to them. Yeah, I That's like very that. very nice. The mystery. I dig mm. it right there, man. That's the Shady Rays right there. And how much was that again? $19. Oh, come on, y'all. Say y'all some money. That's like free. It's like free, man. And again, that is even without Black Friday, y'all. Saving yourself some money. So, exclusive for your listeners out there. Shady Rays run that deep. It's still in the season. Use that code CHGO for 50% off of two or more pairs at ShadyRays.com. That's a buy one, a get one free, or what they call that, Matt Peck? Bogo. That's a Bogo for the Lolo, a 54-fo. Redeem only at ShadyRays.com where you can find all their newest and best shades because it's Shady Rays where the rays are shady. Today's episode, of course, also brought to you guys by our friends at DraftKings. DraftKings! DraftKings, king of the game. Wish it could have been in a winning effort, but because he scored all of our points in overtime... We had to give it to DeMar. Come on with it. It was looking earlier on, like Dang. we were talking about, that maybe it was going to be a Zach Levine king of the game night. Mm -hmm. But DeMar overtook him in points and scored the only points of overtime and got his, I believe, seventh 30-point game for the Bulls this season. Insane. Uh, this so is 14th year. There's <laughs> that. Insane, man. Uh, and as you see there in the graphic, also dished out six more assists tonight. Mm. He had eight assists in their win over the Bucks mm. on uh, Wednesday. He is once again your DraftKings king of the game. Mm. Don't forget those great offers from DraftKings. $5 on any NBA Moneyline bet. When your team wins that bet, $150 comes back to you in free bets. Nice Plus, those DraftKings stepped up same game parlays <laughs> that can earn you up to 100%. Boosted odds with DraftKings. Go to that DraftKings Sportsbook app. Place the same game parlay. The more legs you add, the bigger the boost, the bigger your shot to win big. Yeah. Download that app right now. And don't forget that promo code CHGO when you sign up. Yeah. So I'm just laughing at Phil. <laughs> I still have like two years worth of built bar. <laughs> Good. Shout out. Good. Shout out. I mean, man. you should be having a built bar every day. Yeah, good for you. They're bar. delicious. And then drinking some of that athletic greens is what you should be drinking all oh, man. You know, I had my AG1 this morning. I'm so proud of you, man. Always. So proud. Will you have yours? Oh, yeah. All right. Of course. Yeah. I had some yesterday, actually. Thank you very much. What'd you think? I'm ready for vegan Thanksgiving. <laughs> vegan Thanksgiving. <laughs> he threw it for vegan Thanksgiving. For vegans giving. Damn right, I threw it for vegan Thanksgiving. <laughs> It's an oxymoron. Oh, it was delicious. Mm, yeah. I like it because it smelled good, and man, I'm still like, it's the worst. <laughs> I, I hate it. It's a principle. It's, it's, he's got, hey, man, he's, he's riding, he's he's riding got it this far. He's got to stay on that train, all right? He's got to stay on that train. I just can't wait till that day. I'll just catch him in the corner, just smash, <laughs> crouch down. <laughs> Don't look at me. Oh, I can't wait for that day. It's going to be fun. It's delicious. You're going to be waiting for that day for that a long time. I got time, to, man. Mm -hmm. You don't think that's one thing I got, baby. That, uh, that anger meter's on the rise. It's, <laughs> it's, it's climbing. It's slowly climbing. I mean, as, as long as I'm in a bad mood, uh -huh. let's address this. I, I saw some people talking about it in the comments earlier. Um, an, another, another kind of rough night for Io, you guys. Yeah. Um, Y'all know that we love Io. He's our guy. Very much so. He hangs out with us sometimes. He graces us with his presence. But... 25 minutes, uh, fewest minutes by far of anybody in that starting five. Mm -hmm. Just seven points. Um, you know, he did have four assists, but, I mean, just didn't really seem engaged tonight. Mm -hmm. I, I mean, I, I don't really know what that is, but it's, it's more than one or more than a couple of these games recently we've seen from Io. What do you, what do you guys think of this little, this little mini backslide that Io is on? Yeah, I think that's the best way to say it. It just felt like a slump. A friend of mine, uh, my man, uh, from according to sources, uh, my man Dre, we were discussing that, and he was like, it just felt like he's in a slump uh, kind of right now. And I was like, yeah, I think you're right. I was like, it just doesn't look comfortable. And we saw him airball that uh, shot when Vooch sets the pick for him, and he took that shot from oh, the yeah, elbow. Oh, yeah, that pull-up mid-range? Yeah. yeah. It felt like he didn't want to take that shot, but he knew that's the shot to take, and he wasn't ready to take it, but it didn't hit anything. Uh, when when he put it up there, but 
I think he's just honestly he's just still kind of finding it. And I like the fact that the way he's finding it is I'm going to the bucket. <laughs> like, I like that aspect of it. That's how I'm trying to find it. Because he, he, that was important within this little run in the third quarter that uh, OKC was making when Ayo just said, fuck it, I'm going to the bucket. Oh, that rhyme. Oh, snap. <laughs> oh, that was hard. Put it on a shirt. <laughs> I like it. That was hard, son. Oh, but I like that when he did that. And, and just keeping the Bulls in there, trying to keep them engaged in the best way that he possibly uh, knew how. But, yeah, man, it just feels like he's, he's slumping a little bit. I mean, the three-point totals in the last few games, I would say after he went, uh, what was that, two for seven against Toronto, like, after that, man, you know, 0 for 0, uh, 0 for 4, 0 for 3. Like, it's, it's been a struggle for him. But, again, it's because it's, it's hard for me to ever criticize because I'm always like, I know his mental is straight. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? So, mm-hmm. I'm like, I know he's going to get that together. But, yeah, he's struggling right now. That's the reality of it. I think it's pretty much as simple as that. He had a play, I think it might have been the, Bull, the Bulls' first score where he had that and one layup. And just kind of was a little bit invisible after that. And that's okay. Like, that, yeah. there, there are games. And as we talk about this game as a whole, it's like kind of just everybody wasn't at their yeah. best tonight. And mm-hmm. that's kind of what happens, you know, when, when not everybody plays well or, you know, when some people don't play well but others are so good that it compensates. It's just it's hard to win games. Yeah. The Bulls got, uh, you know, out, out free throwed. They, their field goal percentage was worse. Like, they just – DeMar wasn't at his very best. Like, it's just, you're not going to win every game. And it sucks that it was against a team that they could have beat. Right, Um, yeah. But, yeah, I mean, for Io specifically, like, I'm not super worried about him. In the same way that, like, Patrick has built up enough goodwill for me that, Mm -hmm. you know, over these last 10 or however many games where he's been playing well, Mm -hmm. if he has a stinker next game, like, I'm not going to be that concerned about it. Right, right. So you're saying that Patrick has built up enough good P will? Exactly. With you? Wow. Good effort. Uh, I didn't like that one. Good effort, though. Uh, Good effort. Good effort. Eric Good effort. J in the comments <laughs> saying we've got too many hands in the point guard cookie jar. Uh, we might have to unload some guys so Io can get minutes. <laughs> Everybody's trading. Um, everybody. Look, <laughs> I, I don't think Io only playing 25 minutes tonight was about the fact that Billy felt a need to play a combined, you know, 50, 60 some minutes between Dragic, Kobe White, and Caruso. Mm. I think it's that he saw that I was having a tough night. Yeah. And he went with his other guys and was hoping that he could get something out of that bench. Because, yeah. um, you know, the other fun part of that question, if you think the Bulls have too many point guards in the point guard cookie jar, is theoretically we might have Alonzo Ball sighting sometime in another couple months. Then what? Then what? Then <laughs> how many point guards you want? But, you know, I, yeah. I, don't, I don't necessarily want to throw this giant can of worms out there right now as we're wrapping up postgame, but we did mention after Kobe had that massive win, uh, you know, uh, cl- clinching performance against the Bucks Wednesday. Mm. Do we start talking about Kobe White's trade value? <laughs> we got to whisper. Do we start talking about it? Should I start talking about it? I'm not going to talk about it can, yet. Can we only talk about it from the side of our mouth? <laughs> I do, but, oh, AK, you're right. Uh, P. Will did play great. Like, he really mm-hmm. did. He he really played well, especially on the defensive end. I thought he really shined on, on that end. And he keeps having those moments that frustrates Matt. Like, because he's like, dude, look, yes, that, all the time. More and more all the time of that. My favorite moment was when, when uh, my man on the sideline ran into him and Ooh. just realized, oh, shit, this is a wall. He this will. This is not a human. Rocked him. My God. Like, rocked him. He's still trying to figure out what's going on. You know what I'm saying? Right now, man. I, I, I enjoyed that aspect. He threw his size around tonight. Now, and I agree with you, like, when, we, when he was going up for some of those dunks, it felt like it could have been stronger. You know what I mean? Like, I like the idea and the fact that he was doing it. I want him to be, like, vicious. Yes. I want him to be mean. Yeah. Mean. Yes. He's too nice. He's, a, he's such a nice guy. He's nice. I want him to be mean at the rim. It's, like, it's him learning that. Like, yeah. honestly, I really think he's building towards those things because he's starting to do the stuff that he wasn't doing 10 games ago. You know what I mean? Like, even doing that move, going to the rim to try to dunk on that. It's not a thing that he was normally doing. And I'm starting to see him try to do that more and more every game. Now it's not try to do it, but just do it. Instinctually. Yeah. Yes. It's, it's like Rip Torn talking to Steven Root and Dodgeball. <laughs> you got to get mean. <laughs> you got to get angry. Well, I'm just really not much of an angry person. <laughs> that's Pat. Throw get a angry, at. Pat. Say throw a wrench at Pat. That's what he's <laughs> the thing that's been great for me about Pat these last couple of games, especially 
against the Bucks and now again tonight is it seems like something has clicked for him defensively where he is starting to understand positioning a little bit better. Yeah. Um, he's moving his feet a little bit better, keeping guys in front of him. Uh, he, I think he had two blocks in the Bucks game, two blocks again tonight, a steal in each game. Like, just being in the right place, I think that's showing signs of growth, growth in terms of just basketball know-how and yes. IQ and, like, knowing where to be. And to me, that could be a precursor to offensive growth, too. Yeah. If you start to understand the game well, it just makes everything easier. Yeah. So I, I've really liked what I've seen from him. Obviously, the willingness to shoot is one thing. But, um, yeah, it's like those teaching moments, like with the, the screen setting versus slipping. Yeah. Uh, these are things that I think are – that he's picking up on, and that is, like, where you start to take steps. It's not just, like, he's been in the league now for a year. Mm-hmm. He's going to be better the next year. It's, mm-hmm. like, he's picking up on certain areas and, like, figuring that part of his game out. And now he can go to the next area that he doesn't quite understand yet and figure that out. And then you start building all those things together, and all of a sudden you've incrementally grown into a really good player. Right. And I think that's kind of where we're starting to trend with him. Yeah, absolutely. The process. Yeah, it's just that's the, the process. Just of the course, steps, bro. our guy Marquet couldn't uh, not point out the uh, missed box out and uh, <laughs> rebound. <laughs> you know, it's, you know gotta there's, be on brand, there's baby. always going to be one crucial mistake. Um, I think we're going to wrap it up there. We're going to wrap up a little early tonight. It's Thanksgiving weekend. Y'all go hang out with your families. We'll go hang out with ours. Eat! I don't want to talk for 10 more minutes about how the Bulls just broke my heart losing to a crap team like that tonight. So, here's the good news. Our weekend cyber sale yeah. still on. Still on. Still on. Still there. Get the King of the Force shirt. Get the new CHGO winter beanie. He I'm copping one of those. Yeah, he Up is. to 50% off almost every single yeah, item yeah. in that CHGO merch locker. Yes, sir. All through the weekend and into Cyber Ooh, Monday. Plus, those of you who are diehard CHGO members, or if you're thinking about becoming one, guess what? Guess what? Your 20% discount from the merch locker as a diehard member, mm-hmm. you get that on top of our Cyber Weekend 50% off offers. On the Tiz app? Yeah. That's awesome. That's like basically getting Christmas gifts for yourself or for your family members mm-hmm. for free. For free. 70% off, basically free. Without leaving. So go shop, allchgo.com, go to that merch locker, um, and have yourself some fun. And it's Do 24 some hours. Mm-hmm. Seven days a week. It don't close. You don't it's have there. to go anywhere. Right Plus in the another fun perk, if you spend $75, you get a $15 gift card. Come for the on, next time man. Pop into that They're merch just locker. just giving this stuff out to people. This is beautiful. Bulls off this weekend. No game Saturday, no game Sunday. The road trip continues Monday in Utah. I believe it's an 8 p.m. Central tip, so we will be here for pregame at 7.30. Uh, So enjoy y'all's weekend. We'll go enjoy ours. Um, Food! Bear down. Yeah. Make sure you tune in for our Bears coverage on Sunday. Bear down. Free and post CHO Bears. Sit down. Don't you even think about letting Justin Fields... (laughs) Onto that field Sit down. this Sunday. Sit down. Have a seat, Justin. Please. Uh, shout out and thanks one more time to our excellent producer and our friend Steven filling in for Joey this weekend. Good and job, uh, follow Will on Twitter, Will underscore Golly. Big Dave is at Bow, BWL Sports. Bow. I'm Bulls underscore Peck. We are CHGO underscore Bulls. Appreciate y'all. That's perfect. Hit the Have light. a great weekend. Have a great Thanksgiving yeah. weekend, Bulls yeah. Nation. Uh, stay safe out there. We will talk to you on Monday for pregame. For Steven, Will, and Dave, I'm Peck. Love you. See you, Red. Be good.